Welcome to Relation Fix, the podcast dedicated to creating healthy, happy, and passionate connections with our loved ones. I'm Shana Dubay, your host. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone. We are so happy that you're joining us today for this super special, awesome episode. We're doing our first ever relationship case study. We're here at Relation Fix every Monday, so don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review or a comment and share our episodes with all your favorite people. When I first planned out Relation Fix, I felt like it was really important to talk to couples that have seemed to figure out a formula for a great relationship and find out all of their little secrets. Today, we have one of my favorite couples, Jean and Debbie. Hello, Jean and Debbie. Hi. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. So how are you feeling about this? Nervous? Feeling okay? Okay. That's good. Slightly pressured to make make content come out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to be your beautiful selves because obviously I already have all the answers, which is good. So I've known both of you for a couple years now, and I have to say that you are definitely up there for one of like couples goals space for me. You have a beautiful relationship and I can't wait to hear all about it. I feel like I'm going to learn so much more about you that I didn't know. Are you ready to dive in? I guess so. Yeah. All right. On our podcast, we've talked a lot about how our early lives impacted our relationship dynamics as adults. And so tell me a little bit about your early life. We're, we, I'm going to answer this, obviously, separately. So, Jean, maybe we'll start with you. Tell me about your earlier life. What was it like for you growing up? I would say normal-ish. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I wouldn't say anything like special, but I, I grew up in the South. and uh, What part? Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. And um, my dad was a Baptist minister. To wow. In the Southern Baptist Church. So, so interesting I, growing up. I uh, I went to church. Like I spent most of my childhood in church, I, I think. Not, not most of my childhood, but I, I spent a lot of time in, in church. Like yeah. we didn't just go Sunday mornings. It was. So um, it was something that was very important to your family. Yeah. Three to four times a week. Yeah. And then like on like revivals or whatever would was like a whole uh, every night event. So. Wow. So what was your parents' relationship like? How did they interact and what was their dynamic? Um, largely pretty good. What were their names? What are their names? (laughs) Ed and Joyce. Ed and Joyce. All right. So how were Ed and Joyce as parents? What was it like for you? I I mean, like, I don't know. I I think that's kind of a weird question because then you can, like, how do you compare... How do you say that without comparing it to something else? Well, I don't think it's a, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't think it's a matter of comparing, but more just what was the experience like for you? Do you feel like you had, you know, really good, easy childhood? Were there things that were really hard for you, particularly? Were there any other relationships that you had outside of your parents that you felt like really impacted your life? Like you were in the church a lot. So certainly your relationship with the church probably had an impact on you growing up. Yeah. Yeah. That that's where probably the most impact, I guess, like came from. I think as I said, like like how how am I not gonna do this and not be like comparison 
to other people or whatever. But the the difference, like I would say, like with my kids and me is, is we're trying to get them involved extracurricularly in things and build those mm-hmm. friendship bonds and all that other stuff outside of like a environment like the church, whereas mine was all inside of the church. So like the people that I saw and I was closest to, it's very insulated. It's it's a very insulating sort of thing. Certainly. Very insulating, yep. And do you feel like religion is something that's still important to you at this point in your life? Yes, but not that religion. Okay. Thank you. So, thank you. Debbie, how about you? What was what was it like for you growing up? Tell us about little Debbie, not <laughs> the sandwich person. Um <laughs> It was good. My parents are going to be celebrating 50 years of marriage in November. So it definitely came from a long marriage. They got married like, I think, six months or something after they met each other. Wow. I think growing up has been, it was good. I mean, we had a house and woods behind our house and neighbors to play with and we went on family vacations. I don't think it was always like perfect per se. Like my parents Certainly. definitely would fight sometimes. Mm-hmm. I I don't think like that often in comparison. Like if I think about just like s- certain students that I've had in the in the past or something mm-hmm. like that have shared things or um, certainly like a lot more. I don't I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, it's, no, it is. It's, um, it's hard, but they, yeah. they would argue for sure. But overall, yeah. it was, they had a great relationship. I mean. I think it's safe to say that every couple argues. Right. That's not really right. anything out of the ordinary. If you don't argue, I think there's something probably right. wrong. Right. <laughs> That's more troublesome in my mind, I think. You don't care to argue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, right. did they, like, so, did they show you how they got through conflict was it something that they kind of move removed from you as a child or from you and your siblings yeah i don't even know if they know how to get through conflicts necessarily well they must have gotten it through somehow figured it out i don't know i i honestly think they might have just like ignored it and like moved on but it is definitely possible that i was just young and like didn't know like how they I mean, which is ideal, right? Like if you're, if you're like separating your conflicts from your kids, like that's a good thing, I think. Well, yeah. I, right? I don't, yeah. So, I don't know. Like it's a tough. But I mean, most mm, of my childhood memories are like playing outside, going to my grandma's house, going to Disney, like going out to California to see my mom's family, like all these like family based activities that like bonded us and brought us together. Yeah. So. Were there other relationships that you had as a child with any other family members or teachers or anything that you felt like really impacted you uh, as you were growing up? I definitely was really close to my grandmother. Like, Mm -hmm. just, I was there. My brother and I were there all summer, all the time, because my parents worked. And so they would, Mm -hmm. you know, when we were on summer break, they would drop us off at grandma's house and then pick us up on the way home from work. And I was just always, you know, always with her in the garden or cooking or she lets my brother Scott and I like run around in the woods. And 
she always said there's no, what was the expression she always said about me? There's no flies on hers. <laughs> what yeah. is it? Like, okay. So there's no flies on <laughs> No flies on Deborah. Like, is it like she's good? Like, she's a good person, I guess. I don't know. Well, the, the typical thing is like flies on shit, right? So, obviously, like, ah, like so that's where really, she's going. Maybe, maybe. She was I don't a farmer, know. so we're going to be like be. honing. Definitely could be. She was be channeling her a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I looked up to her a lot. I I don't know what her relationship with my grandfather was because he passed away before mm-hmm. I was born. So mm-hmm. I I mean I don't know. But certainly, you know, helped with you and Scott and you yeah. know taught you how to cook and garden and do a lot of the things and certainly had an impact on you as an adult. Right. Mm-hmm. And patience. I think she taught me a lot of patience and Wish yeah. you would need as a teacher. Yes. <laughs> right? Mm. For sure. And a mother. Yep. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> Certainly, right? Okay. Thank you. So now tell me about your relationship. How did you guys meet? In the South, we've established that. <laughs> it was through a dating yeah. app, like a free one, too. <laughs> it was a free dating app. Cheap. Totally. We should be on yeah. a commercial for them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I knew I was moving to Charleston because I wanted to be near the beach when I finished my master's. So I went down there and you were trying to take a break too, I think, from Yeah, just from up here and and just some the cold north. Kind of like some like social kind of stuff too that was that was going on that I just needed to kind of remove myself for a little bit. Hmm. Um, Why Charleston? So growing up, like I think I was around 12, my parents bought a condo on the beach, like kind of near Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, which is like a cute little, it's like a cute little city in the South. And Charleston is supposedly like, they call it the big the big sister or something of Wilmington. From Wilmington, yeah. Yeah, because it's sister like... Sister cities. Yeah, because it's like, has that same kind of feel of like restaurants and coffee shops and all of these things, but it's bigger. So I went down there and I I liked it. Hmm. <laughs> so I moved there. So Debbie, <laughs> what was your first impression of Jean? <laughs> so this we is what happened. So... We, because we met on the dating site, mm-hmm. right? So we were, we set up like our first date. We had all these back and forth messages and we set up our first date for like a week before it actually happened. But then my dad was like, I'm going to come visit you. And he like got on a plane and visited me. So I was like, oh, I need to, I need to postpone this date. So we did. And we postponed it to like the next Friday. And then he canceled because he had, like was going out with friends oh, and they, yeah. I think they ate spicy hot wings or something. The guy I was with went to the ER after that. That's crazy. After that hot wing experience. I'm glad you didn't. So then you would have been spicy and later than you actually were for our real first date. So the next day after that was our actual real first date. And he was wicked late. So I was like, oh, he canceled. Now he's like, 
he's late mm. like <laughs> like 30 or 40 minutes he was pretty whatever. late like i was about to leave and it was before like apparently i we were talking about this too i didn't even have like a cell phone so i don't no. even know if that was like a regular he couldn't thing. even call me yeah <laughs> so, so then he walks in then he walks in and i was like with a good story with a good story yeah it did it was valid it was a valid i think well, it did actually or he's yeah. really yeah. good at tricking me yeah. into this day yeah. <laughs> Something happened with the gas thing on his motorcycle. Yes, what was and- the story? She obviously forgave you. Yeah, so it worked quick. out. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> she went for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I went to go. I drove a motorcycle, but I. It, it's not like a glamorous thing. I drove the motorcycle because it was cheap, <laughs> and I drove a motorcycle full time. So that's like a cheap man's car. Like not well, a non car, yes. I guess. Right. <laughs> Like I had uh, rain gear and all that, like it showed in the the pockets of it. So it was not glamorous. That's what it, that's what my point is. And um, I went to go gas up before going there, and the gas cap came apart into like three or four pieces. One of the pieces fell right into the gas tank of the motorcycle, <laughs> and I'm like okay. fishing it out with like a in your non glamorous motorcycle yes yes but me being from the north when he came in with that story and he's riding a motorcycle i thought it was pretty glamorous <laughs> not gonna lie yeah. so she was impressed <laughs> i was yeah. impressed so i Jean, was a little you- like <laughs> give me a fan oh <laughs> gene what did you think of debbie when you first saw her um, you need a fan <laughs> yeah <laughs> needed a fan off yeah, I think my first impressions were like, well, I mean, we gelled really quickly. So, I, so was we, that the attraction between the two of you? Was just being able our to thirty minute dates? Or yeah, we were just going to meet for coffee, and it was six hours. We had we a had six a hour, six hour. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we had coffee. Yeah. Then we went to go. We drove across the bridge to the too, movie. Right? Yes, and that was another thing about my first impression. We drove across the Ravenel Bridge to the Mount Pleasant area. On the motorcycle? No, no. I no, didn't know no, him enough. I was like under instruction, me, yeah. like you met this guy online. Go, yeah. So I had friends <laughs> here in the north that I had to text every time I changed location because I mean, it could have been sketchy. Right. Oh, yeah, we didn't yes. know yet. Yes. That's no he rode a motorcycle. But, right? yeah. you know, Those guys, know. you never know which way they're going to go. But he like we got there and he was i mean i was following him and his shirt's like flapping up in the wind but then <laughs> we got there and he was like did you see that turtle on the highway and i was like no and he's like oh i really wanted to stop and save it but i knew you were following me and i didn't know if you'd know where to go or what i was pulling over for and i was like he wanted to save a turtle <laughs> my kind of guy a motorcycle no i i remember remember? the turtle because it was a big big effing turtle (laughs) (laughs) and it was on and it was well it was on that bridge and there was yeah so you've heard it here a motorcycle and a turtle and you're in (laughs) it's enough watch the tim burton movie which one? Yeah. Number it, nine. I think yeah, it had oh, just okay. come out. Yep. So we mm-hmm. did that. We had sushi. We played we went, mini yep. golf. That's right. Yeah. So how did you after this? And I'm guessing you started seeing each other on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you know that each other were the one? 
that you were going to be married to and spend your life with? I think like one of the things, remember the uh, going on to Sunday, all you can eat Indian buffet and then leaving there and then going downtown and then taking a nap in the park. Yeah. Like that was fun. That was like a regular. We would do that all the time. Yeah. We would just lay in the sun, like get After so full, the Indian buffet, ride the yeah. motorcycle, go to the Indian buffet, get wicked full, and then lay in the you sun. You know how like tigers, like after they eat. They- <laughs> you just lay in the park. Yeah. 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 But it was like normal to lay in the park there. Like, yeah, it, right? was it wasn't abnormal. like That's weird how, or whatever. Right. So you weren't hanging like- out with like. You know, the homeless. Right. No, no, it's okay. a really pretty. It's a different way of like life in right the South. On the water. It's a lot yeah. more relaxation, maybe <laughs> in that way. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. So it was definitely acceptable to be taking a nap just after on the, the grass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was a Star Wars thing. Oh, that was, that was amazing. Yeah, that was nice too. Yeah. So you just started having a lot of these really incredible moments together. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And at- that that was probably that Star Wars thing. I was like, she actually because I dressed up in Star Wars Jedi outfit robes. So he clearly felt comfortable with me. Right. <laughs> and that was yeah. only so like that, that thing, was yeah. not that far into us dating either. Like, so uh, then we went the guy, uh Anthony Daniels, who plays C three PO hosted the this thing is a big like theater. It had this like four story tall high definition television that played clips of the movie. And Anthony Daniels would come out and like host a segment and then he would go off stage and then the orchestra would play like a professional orchestra, not, you know, yeah. like a traveling orchestra would play clips to the, uh, to the movie. Anyway, that sounds yeah. fun. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. That was awesome. And how long have you guys been married now? It'll be 10 years 10 this years year now. in the summer. Yay. Yeah. And how long were you together prior to getting married? Almost four. four yeah. We met September 12th, 2009, and we got married <laughs> Love that you 29th, know that. 2013. Another thing that's really important, too, is kind of how people feel about themselves. So... Debbie, how do you view yourself as a person? If you had to describe your qualities, what type of person are you? Like now or when I was young? Now, I guess I'm patient, caring, loving. You're highly educated and well-read. Those are like some qualities. And they... Thank you. Those were like some things that (laughs) attracted me to you at the beginning, I guess, too. Debbie, do you know what you would consider some of your core beliefs? Oh, well, I don't, I'm not really a religious person, so that wouldn't fit. So I guess just, I mean, I think people or me or people in general, I like to be genuine, Hmm. um, kind. I think kindness is like. That's true. Yeah. That's kind of like one of your driving. Honesty. Like, people should be honest. I mean, unless there's, like, a surprise party or some (laughs) reason not (laughs) to be honest. Jean, how do you view yourself as a person? How would you describe yourself? I guess inquisitive? Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, (laughs) I also, like, what do you call it? The the polymath? I pick up a lot of, there's basically this, like, 80-20 rule where, like, a... 
Love the 80-20 rule. 20% of the time, you will pick up, like if on a new subject or something like that, you can pick up 80% of, but the, even describing like our kitchen, like our, so I remodeled the kitchen and I remodeled like 80% of the kitchen really quickly. And oh. it was so that he's also last handy. 20%. Yeah. So handy is another thing so, that you are. <laughs> well, I think that goes back to my like inquisitive nature. I think I, I I think I picked up the gross bulk of handyman stuff. I haven't found like my foot inside of mastery of of any one thing. I think so. We're like we're like Debbie's like this baker. Like she's almost like an all star baker and true true story so, yeah. two words chocolate cake i can be done right. <laughs> i have a lot of like things that i'm good at except i think you're way more than good at things or decent i don't know he'll so like, debbie how do you see gene he's so generous mm. and one of the nicest mm. people i've ever met you you you're shaking your head right now i don't know i don't i don't think so it's just because i'm talking about him so <laughs> No, he'll like, like Scott and Lisa are like have a new house. So they need like dimmer switches or the thing hung up for the TV. Mm. And he's always just right there to help people, like not just them, just people in general. And then I watch and I, I'm like, just so in awe of him still like to 10 years later, 14, if you count, like, I'm like, Look at him helping them, and I get to be the one married to him. Like I just, <laughs> I, I think he's so great. Yeah. What are your challenges in your relationships? I think we talked about this a little yeah. bit, actually. I think mm. it's we both have at times pretty substantial levels of anxiety, mm -hmm. yep. and of course, it like fluctuates. You know, there's we like just, the ups yeah, we and downs, and mm -hmm. dinner too. I think maybe like our ups and downs of anxiety aren't always in the same wavelength, which is just, which is good. Like if we were both in like a super, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but so, I mean, I think we manage to balance each other out, but I think that it's hard. Anxiety is hard. Mm. And, uh, do you I feel think like our tone, like there's like some tone stuff when we talk to each other sometimes, um, mm. uh, I think that's one of our difficulties that we've been trying to like work on, but then like you can't bring that up when the person's having an anxious right moment. in that moment. Like, you know, do Which you find ways to talk about it when you're not in conflict? Only on podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why See, we, yeah, we're that's helping. why we're doing the podcasting tour right now. Do a little. How do you get a through little. conflicts? I think that, a lot of, I feel like a lot of it because it's, it does seem really anxiety based, right? So like, if I'm reading his tone incorrectly, it's because I'm having these moments of anxiety. So it's almost like, I don't know, I feel like we just kind of know that it's okay. Well, then it's, and it, it, moves, it, it it's, moves back to like our tonality too. Like we could, like if, if I worked on myself and tried to drive, like, understanding myself mm -hmm. and, the, and what tone's coming out. But mm -hmm. like, sometimes it's sometimes like we get little like key offs, like, uh, like I step on a glass, cut my foot. 
say the F word or something like that. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? (laughs) Which then will elevate me from like one step to another step. And then she counteracts with that, with like the Hmm. next stage. And then all of a sudden we're like, kind of like fighting or not, not like, not like a fight, but like, why are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like fighting about not yeah. fighting. Have you ever so done that? I, I believe that one of the base tenets of trust, particularly in relationships, is the idea that behavior is not always indicative of intention. So it sounds like what I, what I hear is that you both know that there are going to be times where your tone or the way that you say something is not going to be your highest self because you're super anxious or something is happening, you feel overwhelmed in some way, but you understand at the base of who you are that the other person never really has the intention of hurting you with that space and you give each other the benefit of the doubt. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. I mean, I I need to work on giving her, like how she was saying, like um, how she reads me sometimes and it's really her that's being anxious and I do the same thing where she could ask a question and I read a lot more into that question than what she ever like meant or whatever. So that's like the opposite of giving her the benefit. If I was really fully uh, like cognitively aware of myself and my mind space, like, and how do you move out of that? Be moving that be not be giving her the benefit of the doubt. So how do you move out of that space rather than allowing it to sort of fester or hold it against each other? Time. (laughs) I don't know. Are you a space taker? I'm more internal. I'm, I'm, I can be really internal. Absolutely. Debbie, what about you? Space taker. You, yeah. Hmm. Challenges and conflict is definitely one of the one of the biggest issues that happen a lot in relationships is how do we get through it? And when I was looking at um, John Gottman's work, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a he's a pretty amazing relationship therapist. And he has this thing of like, I can tell within 15 minutes of listening to newlyweds oh, if they're going to get divorced like 92% of the time. He can tell if they're going to be divorced or not. So he really understands about relationships. And so one of the most important things that he talks about is that you have a friendship with the person that you're in an intimate relationship with. Do you feel like that is the case with the two of you? A hundred. Yeah. 110%. My best friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you feel supported by each other? She, uh, I have a lot of like wacky interest, I think, and she supports all those. (laughs) I hope I support you. You do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I opened my, my baking business, finally, he like got me a card and said how proud of me he was and the card and just, I don't know. We're just, I don't even know. So he sees you. I don't think, yeah, but I don't even know. I think it's just natural for us to like be there for each other. Like I can't really like place. Right like place like words for like what what we do for each other we're just we're just best friends that love each other and are married and just are there any concessions that either of you have had to make in your relationship together (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Oh, drinking? Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't call it concession. Oh, to not drink yeah. anymore? Yeah. What would you call it? A necessity? Like it was something that was, I, I don't know. Like it was, that that right there, like that, that could have absolutely destroyed. destroyed so it sounds us. like it was a decision that you made for the health and strength of your relationship. And maybe yeah, for I yourself mean, as well. I mean, oh, essentially, yeah. you made that decision, but I guess it was a decision that probably had to be made. Yeah. So it's just sometimes he wouldn't drink like that often, but when he did, I don't have a, I don't have an off switch. I guess it would get to like a dangerous, like, <laughs> yeah. like horrible. Like, why am I, like, should I be calling an ambulance right now? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of level. So that probably was pretty scary. Yeah. Certainly. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing, Gene, you had a lot of emotion about it the following day or, you know, when you had discussions. Mm-hmm. When I yeah. would tell him what had happened. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, he probably, probably didn't remember. Right. Right. And Debbie, how did you approach him when you were talking about this? Is this, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about challenges and conflicts. I probably was not as patient as I make it sound like, (laughs) like as as I'm talking, Mm -hmm. like now that I'm like thinking about that scenario and I'm like, oh, we don't, you know, but we did have, like, I guess that that was a conflict. That was a time where I I, I think if we were to narrow it down, like that would probably be our worst. I probably Mm -hmm. was not. I mean, we had. Like the last time it happened, like we had two kids, like, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't approach it (laughs) in in like a nice, gentle way. I think it was more like, this is what happened. We have two kids. Like, this is crazy. This is something that people in relationship, they run up against. It may not be the exact same issue, But I think that every relationship has those moments where you run up against something that's a real issue. And how do you work through it and still maintain your relationship? Because the connection that you guys have is really amazing. And it's, it's really important to understand that even if you have a really close connection, sometimes our values can be different. Sometimes our beliefs can be different. Sometimes we have behaviors and habits that impact the other person. What we do impacts other people. And so, Gene, I mean, no matter how you're feeling about this, is is a very vulnerable place to be, to kind of talk about something like this. So I really appreciate your ability to be frank. But what what I also want to say is that it's incredibly amazing that you were able to process it and make decisions because it just shows me how highly you regard Debbie and your children and the life that you guys have made together. And I I can't imagine it's necessarily an easy decision. These are hard things to move through. So there's also a space of grace and redemption and right. I hope I redeem myself. Well, I didn't even remember till you said it. So you know what I mean? Like I didn't, it's for me, not even something I, think about so it's still yeah, it still creeps but, on my head and but freaking it's like makes me probably just question myself i guess well it's a different 
I guess because you're the one who have to had to make that change, right? So you're gonna yeah have it. Uh, it's definitely not a concession, though. Where's, like as far as concession is, but it, it, yes, concession it, is the wrong word. Concession way, yeah, the wrong word. But that that's one thing. Like that, if there was a to fit into that category and, mm. and all that. No, I mean it. Let's move forward. Sounds good to work life balance. <laughs> All right. So you both work. Yeah. Debbie, you're a teacher. Jean, you work in a lab. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And you have like some awesome hobbies and things like that that you do. Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen some of your eggs and stuff like like you do some cool things. I'm just saying. So how do you maintain a work life balance? Because I know, Debbie, you teach and you do the bakery stuff like every single weekend. How do you maintain a balance between connecting and spending time together and also your outside pursuits, including work. I think that our, our time that we connect with each other isn't like going out or like, it's not necessarily anything like that anybody would look at and be like, Oh, wow, look at them. But like we, it's simple, like pick a TV show, snuggle up on the couch eat dinner like we just we just our tv time is probably our biggest bonding right because that's just what we have it's our like unwind time and we yeah dinner and watch tv and then when we're done i usually lay on his lap and watch tv and but it's just it's our moments that we have and Mm. then i usually go to bed and i think he starts working on art or What's your favorite I, thing to watch? I don't together? know if I'm comfortable talking about this, but we watched The Bachelor. <laughs> I told people on a podcast. Yeah. It's true. I mean, if I'm gonna like confess, I did watch a couple. You did seasons. watch it. Yeah. No, we're in it. We still watch it. You're in it. We yeah. still watch yeah. it. Yeah. And there's one a of side, my friends talked me into it. There's a side. <laughs> she wanted show. to do like the bracket thing. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I, I you know it's all like yeah. weirdly staged and it's just terrible. Oh yeah, oh no, yeah, yeah. We, like, no, we, we, we try like, to we try to weed out like who's faking more. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like when thing. I started watching it when I was like probably in my late twenties, I like actually watched it and was like, oh, like you know, like really, you believe it more, right? right. And now we watch it and we're like, oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> They write like the con- it's just we, like, it's make, so scripted. Like laugh. But, yes. Yeah. Our time. So that's your time. time. You is, clearly enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Works well. Just a good thing. We do watch the British Baking. Yeah. It's so that's show. I love that show. show. So I'm 100 percent on board. Bunch of 2020 datelines. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's waiting for me to do the voice, right? The oh, the Dateline yeah. guy. Yeah. You should do it. The Dateline guy walked into a bar and the bartender was like, why the long face? (laughs) And he was like, well, on a town like any other town, (laughs) there was a murder, you know, the type of murder you don't see every day. Well, you wouldn't. That's the guy. Anyway. So how do you guys create (laughs) goals for your life together? You have achieved many things together and separately. (laughs) So do you do you have a process for that or just pop up one day and be like, hey, I'd like to do this thing? I think it's kind of like that. 
Is there, I don't know. We is just, there a particularly big goal that you guys had at one point that you've been able to make happen together? Um, geez. I mean, the biggest one, of course, would be having kids. Like, we wanted kids, and mm-hmm. we had them. <laughs> and you have two girls. We have two girls, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It feels like you guys are just so well intertwined that you just sort of complement each other as you move forward. You don't think about it a lot. Hey, maybe that's somehow a don't overthink right. things. Somehow we do saying. communicate them. I just don't know how like we, how, it, how we communicate our goals. I, I don't hmm. know if we just start talking and it right pops, it pops up, up or, or so you talked about the girls. What are your parenting styles like? Are they different? I, I pay less attention to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Um, I guess I pay more attention to them. I don't know. <laughs> no, like when they're like bickering or fighting, oh. like I'll just let them fight. And <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like trying to figure out what they're fighting about. And- <laughs> <laughs> Which is always something like kind of stupid anyway. Like this. So. Gene, you are surrounded by women. Yeah, which right. is yeah. So you have a more hands-off approach. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you guys make any decisions about parenting styles? Is that something you talked about before you had kids? Like what not what you wanted or not oh. before? I don't <laughs> definitely had as the kids were coming around, you know, we uh as they were being bored and stuff, you know, you you plan out and and maybe you're planning like before that, but uh, no, we didn't have like a big, a big. So we talked about kind of some of the things that you guys do for fun together. Um, how do you keep the spark in your relationship? Obviously you don't have to go in depth. Yeah. I right. mean, I think it is hard like with kids right. to keep a spark, but do you feel like passion is something that's important to you in your relationship? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we've never lost. I don't think we've lost. We've never. Passion for each other. <laughs> no, I love <It's>, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's, I mean, it's very typical mm-hmm. that a lot of people, especially right. after they've been together for a long time, to not really have that spark or passion. And you would talk about bringing it right. back. So it is something that you have been able to maintain, it seems like. So in what way do you feel like you've been able to keep that spark going? A little pilot light. We've definitely had to like set, try setting aside like time. And it, yeah. that's one thing we've lost <laughs> yeah. in the relationship <laughs> with the kids and everything else is we've lost that time. Yeah. But I don't think ever like the passion, I don't think that was ever gone. He told me before we got married that he will hold on to me every night when we sleep. And he still does. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like the I mean, sometimes he falls asleep. But yeah. like for the most part, he'll like just lay there and like rub my back or whatever for a few yeah. minutes before we like he kept his promise. So that counts. It's, it's you know what sweet. I'm saying? Like it's, you you make a promise, you have this integrity and reliability in that space. And clearly I know for women, one of the things that's really important is to feel seen um, and heard and understood. And oftentimes, I think that we don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it seems like from what Debbie has described that she feels that way 
with you. And I know on a woman's side, that certainly helps with spark and passion and connection. Definitely. In what ways do you feel like Debbie does that for you, Gene? Well, I mean, she, she'll listen to me. Like if I need to talk, she will listen to me. Mm -hmm. Looking back now, like our relationship really has gotten uh, like better and more like easier in a lot of ways, like over the past, like few years. What does Debbie do to make you feel loved and appreciated? What are some of the things that she does for you? Hmm. Um, I, I know this sounds cheesy, but the way she like cooks for me, she kind of like she'll serve me food. Like, I guess that's. Well, you serve your plate, fill up your plate yourself. Uh, I know. I don't know. Like, so she takes is care of you by providing of nourishment. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like, I I it's know. a nurturing yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah right? It's a nurturing thing. Yeah. yeah. So she'll, she'll look out for me a lot, like in a lot of ways. So in what ways does Gene make you feel loved and appreciated and supported? I think the way he looks at me and hugs me. Mm. And he got you a card. You mentioned that a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that one every... card. <laughs> Counts. No, but you get me cards for all kinds of things. Like yeah. when we first when we first moved back up here and you had to work for a month, he sent me a card in the mail. Yeah. Old fashioned way. <laughs> I save all the cards he gets me. There's a lot of cards. Hmm. He gets me a lot of cards and they always say the sweetest things in them. I do not save all the cards. No, I save them for you though. Oh, okay. I have them. <laughs> But I think, I mean, he just does. He just loves and supports me. And I don't, I don't know if there's hmm. like, I don't know if I can explain it. It's just, I know one is. of the things for me that I find very important in relationships is when the other person is present with you and there's, it, it's hard to describe in that way, but, but you know, when someone is paying attention to you, oh, you yeah. know, when yeah. someone is in the present moment with you that. Mm -hmm you it feels like you matter yeah. uh, do you feel like that's something that he does for you he does that matters a lot to women particularly i think it matters to men too oh yeah yeah but certainly yeah coming from a, a woman's standpoint when you feel like you're not seen yeah or the other person isn't present that this idea of being engaged in a space together and connected is really important yeah mm. but he's still i mean yeah the way he looks at me is still like just looks at me like he loves me. <laughs> well, may maybe that's because he does, right? <laughs> but it's like, you know, like when you, you can, can confirm that, like... Jane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are some of your favorite family traditions? Hmm. Well, I really like Christmas. I have 13 Christmas trees. <laughs> but yes, I have it, seen them. <laughs> I think we made it 14 this year because yeah. that was a bad number. Mm -hmm. Um, the newest edition. Of course, the love for Christmas has made the girls love Christmas. Mm -hmm. Camping, like we we ended up buying oh, a camper. Nice. Yeah. We have fun. Like we, it's the kids have like this whole routine. They have their scooters and they oh, the figure out routine. where the yeah. playground is and whatever campground yeah. we're in. We don't really go to the same one over and over. We try out. Try to go to different, different spaces. Places, yeah. But, um, yeah. 
All right. Now we have come to the rapid fire section of our programming. So I'm going to ask that you answer these questions. You're going to be asked separately. We'll alternate. So, okay. You know, one person isn't in the hot seat all the time. Answer in one word or one phrase if you can. Ooh. Okay. I should practice those. Number one, Gene, what is your dream vacation together, either with the girls or just you and Debbie? Coastal Carolina Fair. (laughs) That's a good one. Debbie, what's your dream vacation together? Oh, well, it was like Italy, but then he said the Coastal Carolina Fair. (laughs) That sounds really fun. All right. It would be fun to bring Debbie, what's your biggest strength as a couple? Love. Okay. Gene? Understanding, I think. Hmm. Gene, what's the best relationship advice you've ever received? And from whom? <laughs> from a meme. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there's this this trope where like in, in sci-fi novels where you, where like the person travels back in time and he changes that one small thing. Yes. And then he and then it dramatically changes his present. Yes. Thing. But nobody ever talks about the small thing you can change today to impact your future. Oh, I love that. Debbie? <laughs> now you have to follow that. I know. That's not fair. I should have gone first. No. That was really good. <laughs> no. There was this one time I was watching The Bachelor. No. <laughs> I I totally it, yeah. You know what? There could be some significant <laughs> yeah. lessons in that show. I'm just saying like, don't what do not this. to do. Yeah, the what not to do. When we, I guess when we first got married, um, my brother Chris said, and he did like our, our wedding ceremony. He was the, got like ordained for a day or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he was like, just make sure you listen to each other. I love that. He did and a really good job. He clearly, did. that's important. Yeah. And it has yeah. been something that's been really important in your relationship. So that's good. Debbie, if you could speak to your younger self, what advice would you give her? Oh, my gosh. To not be so worried dating all the froggies. Because <laughs> one day. One day that prince is going to come. <laughs> I love that. Gene, if you um, could talk to your younger self, what would you tell him? Just slow down, I think, and take control. Hmm. Okay. Gene, what is your number one advice for newly married or younger couples? Oh, geez. That's rough. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't have to be sorry. (laughs) We'll give you a second to think Uh, about it. Debbie? I mean, I guess everybody's different, but for me, I think, like, you shouldn't sleep in like a separate space because you're angry mm. like because you you're like pulling away right instead uh, yeah of i love like, that mm-hmm. instead of like figuring it out and connecting right, right, and talking right. so yeah debbie what's the best part of being married to gene everything the way he looks at me still. Can I say that again? For yeah. Like the fifth time in the yeah. podcast. Gene, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the best part of being married to Debbie? I mean, I think going back to it, she just takes really good care of me. That's She's, a good thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Mm. It's meaningful to me. 
Yeah. Do you have any closing things that you want to say? Anything that you think is important about your relationship that we didn't already cover? It's not like we're in our 20s or 30s and all the that. Guy like, was we, we 30 were... and he was 34, I think, yeah. when we met. Mm-hmm. So That's when we met. Then when we were married, I was 34, you were 38, yeah. 35, 38, something like that. So I think like our age has helped Right. As well, because like when I said a few minutes ago about like, you know, being worried, kissing the frogs, like I really like I was worried for like 12 years, like all these people mm-hmm. <laughs> are not that great. Right? <laughs> right. But like, I think that like we we just had already experienced like life and jobs and like, like when we mm-hmm. met. So we knew. Yeah, there there was things. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's things that was already set in place that was. So you had the ability to really appreciate each other because of some of the experiences you'd already been through, not only with other people, but just experiences in life, school Mm. and jobs, those kinds of things, career. Yeah, Mm. yeah, certainly. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. And coming on the show, it's a new show. So we're really trying to get people in here who we love and feel strongly about. And I also appreciate being vulnerable and talking about your relationship. Sometimes that's not easy. So I just want you to know how grateful I am. And I love you both very much. And I hope that everyone else had as much fun learning from this episode as I have. Once again, I'm deeply thankful for every listener, and we can't wait to have you back for our next episode this coming Monday. As always, be well, and we will see you next time. If you want to share your experience, write a comment or contact us on Instagram at relationfixpod or email us at relationfixpodcast at gmail.com and tell us about it. All this information will be available in the show notes as well. If you like this episode, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and share it with your loved ones. 